If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Politics by Faith. I'm Mike Slater. I have been getting way too anxious and worked up about different stories in the news over the last few years. It's not healthy. It's not productive. It's not a good way to live life. And many times I've been tempted to just give up on all of it. But that's not good either. Because these things matter. I don't, I don't see a ton of nobility in giving up. It's just going Amish and no longer being in the fight. So the goal of this podcast is to take the news of the day, lean into the anxiety and the pain, and the disappointment, and whatever other bad emotion the news may cause you, but then give some historical perspective, because there's nothing new under the sun, and then some biblical peace. Peace, that's what we want. We just want peace. (laughs) My dad used to say, I just want less stress. I want less stress. I want peace, so that we can go to sleep at night and wake up and fight another day. If you have five minutes, you can listen to the first episode and we give the full genesis of all this and also why the podcast is called Politics by Faith. I'm grateful you're here. Today's episode, Mark Houck and the Face 11. Who are these people? Well, it's actually two different stories. First, Mark Houck, he is the co-founder and president of this group called The King's Men. It's a Catholic ministry. They mentor young men. And he also stands outside of abortion clinics, praying for the women who are there to get an abortion. Some of these abortion clinics, because of the, in their eyes, the abuse hurled at them by pro-life protesters, some of these centers have escorts who cover the women up with a blanket or a jacket and and then escort them into the the clinic so that they don't see the pro-lifers outside in in the parking lot and on the sidewalk and stuff. Back in October of 2021, there was an altercation with Mark Houck, 48, and a 72-year-old Planned Parenthood escort. And the 72-year-old verbally harassed Houck's 12-year-old son. So Houck pushed the man. I don't know what happened. I don't know what led to it. I don't know how violent the interaction was. I don't know the vibe of the situation or who started it. No, that's all we know. One thing I do know is that the Philly Police Department arrived, Philadelphia Police, and did not file any charges on anyone, and no one was arrested. That was the end of it. And also, the the Philadelphia DA's office declined to prosecute Mr. Houck. But for some reason, somehow, the federal Department of Justice got wind of this and decided to charge Mark with violating the FACE Act. That is the Freedom of Access Clinic Entrances Act, the FACE Act. It is a, quote, federal crime to use force with the intent to injure, intimidate, and interfere with anyone because the person provides reproductive 
health care. And because Mark was outside of an abortion clinic, he violated the FACE Act. Now, naturally, as any normal person would expect, about 20 to 30 federal agents went to his house to arrest him. <laughs> Guns drawn, ballistic shields. <laughs> what? Why? Wait, what do you... First of all, like, why arrest him? That's But then also, like, why like this? Because he pushed someone? He's a dangerous man? They arrived with riot shields, guns drawn. What are him and his seven little kids going, going to mob, mob the agents? They had to outnumber the family three to one? Seems aggressive. Seems like it was done to intimidate. Which brings me to the Face 11. This is a different group. Back in March of 2021, it's near Nashville. There were 11 pro-life activists who stood in a hallway outside of a door to an abortion clinic. And they stood, stood in the hallway and they sang hymns and prayed and read from the Bible. Police arrived. There's a 30-minute video of what happened. And uh, police were there and it was all extremely calm and as peaceful as could be. And after 30 minutes of talking, the police finally said, all right, five more minutes. And if you don't leave, we are arresting you. And the people who are here with kids, you will also be charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So 11 people were arrested. Ultimately, they were charged with misdemeanor trespassing charges, which is a very little charge and no other charges by local authorities. And again, that was the end of it. That was back in March of 2021 until just the other day when the FBI called him up and said that there's an arrest warrant for you and you have to turn yourselves in. And what were they charged with? Well, using force and physical obstruction to injure, intimidate, and interfere with employees of a clinic and a patient who is seeking reproductive health services, the FACE Act. And they could face up to 11 years in prison and fines up to $250,000. Both of these happened in the same week. In other words, the federal government, the feds, are putting the hammer down on pro-life activists. Now, I just, again, I just want to drive this home here. We have local law enforcement handling these two situations proportionally, handling them appropriately, charging them with what would be appropriate in the moment. And of course, the local government would do better at that. But then you have the federal government coming in and trying to crush these people because the feds are motivated by politics, not justice. They're not limited by proportionality. They're here to make a statement. Now, we know of 83 Catholic churches and 73 pregnancy resource centers and pro-life organizations that have been attacked since the draft of Roe v. Wade was released in May. And many of these centers haven't heard anything from the federal government, from the Department of Justice. But if a pro-life activist dare do anything, well, we got to raid their house and send them to prison. The Justice Department official who investigates these attacks, her name's Kristen Clark, in 2018, she was speaking of pro-life centers. Uh, real quick, if you don't know what a pro-life center is, uh, I speak at fundraisers for pro-life centers across the country. I'm going to Colorado in a couple of days. They uh, provide women with choices. And they give pregnancy tests and ultrasounds so that the, the woman can see their baby 
And then most importantly, perhaps, they serve the woman and the baby and the father throughout the pregnancy and then beyond after birth as well. And these pro-life centers, they're run by beautiful people who are laying their lives down for these women. Many of these women have no one. But they have the whole world telling them to terminate this pregnancy, end this pregnancy now, make it all go away. And these people at pro-life centers, they're, they're absolute shining lights in a dark moment. But the head of the Department of Justice investigating these attacks said that these centers are harmful and predatory against women of color. <laughs> how, how backwards is this? These are the places telling often women of color to keep the baby. Right? Wouldn't you think in a sane world, it would be the abortion clinics who are the harmful and predatory ones because they want to end the life of the baby of color? But no, it's the centers that want to save the life <laughs> of the baby of God that are harmful and predatory. What? This DOJ official also referred to these centers as, uh, with the hashtag, expose fake clinics. And said the anti-choice movement, the pro-life, the anti-choice movement will stop at nothing. I share that just to prove the bias from the Department of Justice. There will never be true justice coming from these people. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Such obvious overreaction, to say the least. Such obvious bias in the justice system against these pro-life people. You're telling me the people who violently attack pro-life centers, like firebomb them, get nothing? There's a group called Jane's Revenge. We'll save them for another day. But they proudly take credit for attacking pro-life centers. They get nothing. But the people who peacefully protest at abortion clinics, they're the ones who get sent to prison? They're the ones who get investigated by the FDI. They're the ones whose houses get raided by federal agents with guns drawn, ballistic shields up. What? I also mourn for the people doing the raiding. 
The single sentence that has led to the most atrocities in human history is the phrase, I was just doing my job. People pressing the button at the gas chamber, I'm just doing my job. Secret police arresting innocent people all around the world throughout history, oh, I'm just doing my job. People working at abortion centers, oh, I'm just doing my job. People arresting pro-life activists, oh, sorry, just doing my job. You know what this is? It's fear of man over fear of God. It's a fear of man over fear of God. I never thought I would be quoting Kanye West here on this podcast, but he did an interview with Tucker Carlson the other day. Perhaps you've seen it. And he said he's pro-life. And Tucker asked Kanye West what kind of response you get with that stance. And he said, I don't care about people's responses. He says, I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City. And that 50% of black death in America is abortion. I care about that. But I don't care about people's response to that. I perform for an audience of one. And that is God. All right. Let's get some perspective here. And then we'll get some peace. Because I guarantee you, all 12 of those people, Mark Houck and the, the other 11, I guarantee you they have peace. I am certain they do. So we should get some as well. So this whole conversation requires, uh, we, we discuss Romans 13. So Romans 13 says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, he who resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. Ooh, what? So obey authority, obey the government? Yeah. And the Bible has examples of people not obeying government authority and God blessing them. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we make this jive? It's actually pretty clear. People get worked up about this. I don't think it's that difficult. If the demands of the government do not require you to break God's law, then you obey. Even if you really don't like it and really don't want to. Speed limit, taxes, uh, building codes, stuff like that. But if the government's laws require you to break God's commands, well, then you follow God's law. For instance, if the government says you're not allowed to meet for church because it could spread a disease, well, the Bible says to meet. So... You decide whose law to follow, man's or God's. So Romans 13 says to obey the governing authorities, but there's also a lot of civil disobedience in the Bible. Let's go to three real quick. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar right, made the royal decree that everyone has to worship the golden image of his God. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused and they were thrown in the fiery furnace because of it. And they gave one of the all-time great lines, Daniel 3.17. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, then the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I mean, come on. That's just as good as it gets. God will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, we're still going to obey his law. 
Now, God did rescue them, and God did not scold them for not obeying the government authorities. By the way, the, the Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those are their Babylonian names. I wish they were known by their Hebrew names, their original Hebrew names, before they were taken captive. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So that's the first one. The second one, of course, Daniel, right? King Darius passed the law that says you can only worship him. And then another classic line of scripture. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. And he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Here it is. As he had done previously. It's perfect. As he had done previously. Didn't stop him. A law didn't stop. Government authorities didn't stop him. He did as he had done previously. And Darius threw him into the lions, but God rescued him. And God never said, oh, but you disobeyed the government authority. So you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You got Daniel, but check this one out. This, this is as close as it gets here. So in Exodus 1, it was 13th century BC, the Pharaoh, head of Egypt, said, there's too many Israelites around here. Let's enslave them. But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. So then Pharaoh said to the Hebrew midwives, he said, when you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it's a son, you must kill him. But if it's a daughter, she shall live. Now, the Bible then mentions specifically two women, Shifra and Pua. Have you ever heard these women's names ever? Shifra and Pua? Have you ever? Check out this line. Look how heroic and amazing these women are. Shifra and Pua. The Bible says, but the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them and let the male children live. They feared God more than man. They disobeyed the government authorities because Pharaoh commanded them to murder and that would have violated God's law. So the Pharaoh called them in and said, why'd you let these male babies live? The midwife said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. They just made up an excuse. <laughs> They're like, oh, I've shot. We, just, we don't have any. We just haven't seen them all. They just haven't come by. So what did God do? Exodus says, so God was good to the midwives. Isn't that amazing? And the people multiplied and grew very strong. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Mm, the word was good. God was good with the midwives. To the midwives, uh, Yatab means to be glad. So God was glad, joyful, pleasing, well-pleased, rejoicing. Yatab, this word means to make a thing good or beautiful and to do well. So God was good to the midwives. He was Yatab to the midwives. He was pleased with them. He rejoiced with them. What'd they do? Well, they disobeyed Pharaoh's evil command. They disobeyed the civil authorities for God's sake. And God was pleased. Yotab 
Mm. So, what is in my control? I always like to penultimately end on, on this. What's in my control? Do you obey government authority or not? That's the question. Well, does obeying government authority cause me to disobey God's law? Or no, you have to, with great wisdom, figure out the difference. Just know that the persecution's coming on you. The persecution against you is coming. Oh, Slater, you and you're exaggerating. I don't know. Talk to Mark Houck. It's, it's very real for him and the 11 other people that we're telling you about here. They're charged with federal crimes. Federal crimes from zealots who want to make an example out of them so that women can get abortions without anyone ever getting in their way, without truth, wisdom, and love ever getting in their way. So go tell them that uh, Slater's exaggerating about the persecution to come. But of course, remember, the persecution is good. James 1, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm. Trials of various kinds. You know, sometimes it's going to be the same trial many times. Do you remember that Colorado cake baker who refused to bake a cake for the same-sex couple years ago and his case went all the way up to the Supreme Court and he won? Do you remember that? Well, they're not done harassing him yet. Just this week, activists harassed him again by uh, demanding that he make a cake celebrating a gender transition party. And he refused. And now there's another state anti-discrimination complaint against him. Again. So what's in your control? Not these people. But what is in your control is deciding whose law you will obey foremost. And you have to make that decision right now. Because if you wait until the moment, you're like, oh, I'll figure it out when I get there. Too late. I heard someone say once, if you wait to figure out your sexual ethic when you're in the backseat of the car with a girl, it's too late. He was an older pastor. <laughs> Not sure teenagers use the back seat anymore, but you get the point. You have to make your principles firm and known before the moment comes. Otherwise it's too late. You're not going to do the right thing. You can't train to become a boxer when you're in the middle of a fight. You can't learn how to punch. You can't weatherproof your home when the water starts flooding in. It's too late. So what's in your control right now is that you will decide whose law to obey foremost and you will decide now that you will consider it a joy when you meet persecutions of various kinds. I'm certain to those 12 people who were arrested, I'm certain they are fine. No matter how unjust it all might be. So what are we to think about? What do we meditate on? How do we end here? Nevaeh. Nevaeh's mom and dad were in Philadelphia. Nevaeh's mom had her hand on the door handle of the local Planned Parenthood. And Mark Houck, the very Mark Houck we're talking about today, came up next to them and said, you know, you don't have to do this. And the three of them had a conversation. And now this couple has their very own little baby, Nevaeh, who they couldn't imagine living life without. Mark Houck saves lives. 
And he's the villain in the story. We'll expand on this more another day, but maybe what we need is a little persecution. As Charles Spurgeon said in 1874, he said, we have fallen on very velvety days, <laughs> very soft, comfortable days, when zeal for God is rare and decision for truth scarcely to be met with. The church has made terms with the world and goes to sleep, Satan rocking her cradle. But the fan of persecution, if it purged the threshing floor of the church, would bestow great benefits upon her. And there's no better scripture to end here than Matthew 5, 10 to 12. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Thank you for listening today. We are doing some special election TV shows every day for the next four weeks until the midterm elections. And the final segment on every TV episode is going to be a mini version of this podcast or the same premise, right? A little bit of a different format, but same premise. So we're going to have TV segments of Politics by Faith posted here in the same place. And then we're going to have specific podcast episodes like we've been doing here. So you'll see a little bit of both in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for subscribing and for leaving a five-star review. We have like 150 five-star reviews. We need 1,000 reviews on iTunes to hit the big time. So thank you for leaving one. and Have a wonderful night. This is Politics by Faith with Mike Slater. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.